Hey, this is Dave Chris. I'm the pastor of We're One based out of Gateway Assembly, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We pray that this equips you and encourages you in your faith to see Jesus more clearly in your life. Let's hit it. I was on staff for 11 years at Rock Church which is about 45 minutes from here. Roger, I was a fan of Roger, but that was cool. Um, but I was on staff there for 11 years, and I've been here for three years now. And really, I focus on four things, like leadership development, tech advancing missions, creating community, and then resourcing the next gen. That's kind of where like, I've fallen uh, for myself. But uh, I love what we're doing, love you know, getting to be a part of camp and seeing people at camps and conventions and retreats and events and think conferences like this. But honestly, where I'm at, like, what, what, just how I'm wired is like the day to day. I'm sorry for those that are online. I'm getting my mic to be here. I'm better with that. But I, I, I love the relationships. I love people. And I, I know every time I'm here, and I and again, wherever church you're from, there's something special when you walk in here. Pastor Jeff and his leadership all the way down. Just everyone's like, hey, what's up? Good to see you. Like, like, like long lost like relatives, right? You get to see each other for a long time. Just the love there. So, so thankful for that. But like I said, we're going to jump in. We don't have too much time. But um, our topic for this breakout is my leadership is marked. My leadership is marked, and, and uh, you know when we say uh, when we say yes to following Jesus, two things happen in our leadership. Right? There's two things that happen, and, and the, the first thing is you know you become a leader. You say yes to Jesus. You give your life to Christ, and then, again you're in this room, so some of you're like that's something that may be important to you. Value that word is like I didn't know where to go. I just kind of checked one. And, Decided to come to this room. But when you say yes to Jesus, you're a leader. Automatically, you have influence. Jesus says, man, what? You're salt and light. You know, go, go with the world. Go, go tell me about Jesus. That's the first thing that happens when you say yes to every one of us in this room. I don't care how old you are. You know, when you say yes to Jesus, you're a leader. And then the second thing that happens is, is uh, your leadership gets marked. It gets marked. And our leadership looks different than the world's leadership. Our leadership, when we say yes to Jesus, that idea of our leadership being marked, it looks completely different than what the world kind of views leadership as, right? We, we know that. I mean, I, I love Romans 12 1. In Romans 12 1 in the, in the message says this it says, Don't become so well adjusted to, to your culture that you fit in without even thinking. I love that. Listen to that. Romans 12 1 in the message. Don't become so well adjusted to culture. That you fit in without even thinking. Okay, our leadership's marked. It's supposed to be different than what the world looks like, what the world tells us. We know that Jesus came what? To serve. That's why Jesus came. He came to serve. And all of served to die on the cross. I mean, that, that's the sacrifice he made in that. So it looks different. And uh, if you've heard me speak in the last year, maybe I've come to one of your student ministries and groups, whatever, like, I've just been kind of sitting on this verse, okay? And it's 1 Samuel 16, 7. It says, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And this is in the context of leadership. Listen to this verse. This is, this is when Samuel's going to anoint David as the next king of Israel. All right? He's at the house, and, and it says, man, God says, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. It's one way to look, but they're looking for the next leader. And to me, that's key. Again, our leadership is marked. What's different about us in the world, the difference is the Lord looks at our heart. That's what he cares about. When he did that, the most important thing you can do for your leadership is work on your heart. Is work on what comes through your heart. That's what matters. 
David spent tons of time out in the pasture, right? God working on his heart before he went into some official role at the palace as, as king. Okay. So those are the things we're looking at here. So what I want to do is this. I, I, I want to quickly go through this. And we're going to have some time to read maybe this box on the next few and collaborate about some of the stuff we're talking about. But, you know, our heart is the most important part of our mission. Cannot say that enough. Cannot stress that enough. And it's marked. And I want to look at some heart issues um, that just over the years, I've been mean, I you 11 years. I, I'm a I feel young. I feel like I'm 17. I'm not. I know. But I, over the years, especially in church ministry, these are heart issues that I've seen in leaders. Right? And I've already said, every one of us in here, if you say yes to Jesus, I pray. And, and if you haven't said yes to him yet, you're still checking us out. I love that this is a safe place to ask those questions. You know, like, like Pastor John said, hey, talk to you, Pastor. Ask questions, right? But in, over church leadership and ministry, whatever aspect you're serving in, Okay, whether wherever you're at in the world watching this right now, you know, part of this with us, you know, your context of church ministry, what that looks like, these are 10 heart issues um, that I've seen that we gotta that we gotta be careful with. And we really gotta watch, that we gotta be on guard with. Because if we're not careful, um, they're gonna destroy you. They're gonna destroy you as a leader. And and that's why I think it's about the heart and what God wants to work on. So so here, here's here's some right now. I want to kind of move. Somewhat quickly, so, so that we have some time to do that with each other. But let's just start with this. So the first one is this: a hard issue that we got to keep in check, that we got to watch. All right, is this submitting to spiritual authority? Submitting to spiritual authority. This is so countercultural right now. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago. Um, I can't remember the name of the movie now on Netflix, but um, it was about. Uh, anyways, it doesn't matter. But listen, I. I it was a girl committed suicide, and then, do you guys know what I'm talking about on Netflix? Yeah, 13 Reasons Why. I was watching that. And again, there's lots to that. Right? But just the, you know, there's some scenes in there where there was just like this lack of authority. And then they portray authority in a certain way too in the school, but you can see all the students like, just, ow, beep, 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 that authority, we're done, we're done. And to me, that was just so representative of how we feel as culture right now. Around this idea of authority. You know, authority in all of us, but it just, it, there's reasons why we've gotten there. But this is so countercultural, and again, Jesus cares about our heart. How are we doing to submitting to the spiritual authority of our heart? And, and let me just say this all of you in this room, you have spiritual authority given by God. You're marked. You're marked. God's given it to you. You say yes to Jesus. You say yes to Jesus. He's called you to be a leader in your sphere of influence. And he's marked you with that idea of spiritual authority. So, so how are you with the spiritual authority that God's given you? We have to learn how to come under spiritual authority. And, and it's easy to say until there's a leader above us that makes a decision that we don't want to like. And then it's like, how do we respond to that? And, and we all, again, and this is, like some of us, are like, you know, every stage of life, and I love how Pastor John even said that, there's things that we all appreciate more in life. You just don't really understand. When he said, like, 10 years, What's been happening there in year one? Like, it meant something to me. I stayed 11 years in my church and sacrificed. You know, Pastor Jack, uh, you know, up at, at Faith Alive, he's been there 11 years. You know, so long. I mean, when you stay saturated, you put yourself in a place for that long, you know what it takes to sacrifice that goes there. And the longer you stay in a place, the more opportunities you're going to have to kind of come under the spiritual leadership, and you're going to make decisions that just kind of run the wrong way. Ah, I don't know about that. I don't know if I like that. I don't know if they, I like how they said it. Remember even how he said in the service? 
earlier, like, you know, when someone comes to you and says something in a certain way, and you're just like, are they challenging me? I don't like that, right? That feeling of it. But in order to thrive in our calling and our ministry and your leadership, you've got to learn how to navigate those moments. We have to learn. Okay, there's tons of biblical examples here. You know, Romans 13. I'm not going to go through quickly, but right now I'm going to read it later. Romans 13, 1 through 5. Um, Isaiah 14, so talking about the downfall of Satan. Just pride. That's what it was. Jesus modeled to us um, submitting to the Father and the Garden of the Sins, literally sweating blood, if you remember Jesus. He was sweating blood, and he was like, you know, Jesus, take this cup from your king. But he submitted to the Father, right? And then his leadership. That Matthew 18 talked about how to respond. But again, the key to submitting to spiritual authority is not to be a yes man, yes woman, but it's learning how, when, and to whom to express differences of opinion. And, and I promise, please just try to take this in. Some of this might not apply to you right now, but I promise you, these are hard issues that apply to a leader. And every one of you have leadership in you. Every one of you have been called to leadership. You're marked for leadership in and, and, and a Christ-honoring way. And you, we have to learn how, how to submit to spiritual authority in, in the right way. And it's how, when, and who to express those differences. Um, and a few tips in this area, okay? Just, you know, be careful about who you speak to around you. And don't let a divisive spirit go around. It's very easy when something happens just to let that... Maybe some of my pastors in the room, I've seen this, you know, as leaders, just, you get something divisive in your spirit, and then, you know, this person, something happens, we start talking to them, you know, blah, 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 blah. and then that person goes and talks to somebody, do you hear what Pastor Dave said? Oh, yeah. Can you believe that he asked this to put the It just keeps going, right? Man, let's not have that culture. So, man, you know, let that be a part of um, who you are and how God's marching for leadership. We reap what we sow. There's just so much truth in that. It's not just this, you know, part of principle. It's just the reality of the spiritual laws that God created. Read what you sow. Sow in it into other leaders. And even when, a great book to read, and this, let me just tell you this, um, if you haven't read this, it's a tale of three kings. It's a great book. And it's all, it goes back to David, these different kings and models and, and leadership and, and really how we submit to leaders. And then, you know, they uh, don't treat us right. When they say things that are wrong, I mean, you think about David, look. David's leadership, he was anointed that day when I said, man, let's get out of here from the Lord's in the heart. And I gotta move because I'm gonna want to, don't worry, I will move. This is just this matters. That day when when, when David had that, right? And David was anointed next to Israel, he wasn't king for decades, like for years later. He didn't go into the role of king for years later. He had to still follow and submit to this spiritual leadership of Saul, who honestly at that point was a point from the saddest parts of scripture to me is when. It says the Holy Spirit left Saul. Like, can you imagine? Just it was gone. The Spirit of God left Saul. And, and Saul was still operating in the leadership gifts. Man looks at God with a and the Lord looks at the heart. That's what he cares about in each one of us. Work on your heart. Because you can still operate in the gifts that he's given you. And yet your heart not be in the right place. The Spirit of God left him. And you can and you get David submitted to him, even though, even though Saul was in the wrong problem in a lot of ways. And there's right ways to do it. There's healthy ways. There is something you're really concerned about. You don't just follow Christ, but right? there's healthy people you talk to, healthy leaders that you go to. You're stronger. You go up to the pastor. You go up to someone else. And you have healthy conversations about it. Um, okay, let's keep moving. Number two is this: that you got to watch out for is a heart lead, and the heart of a leader here is comparison. And, and Pastor Johnny mentioned this a little bit. I love Robert McHugh said this quote. He said, "Comparison will consistently cloud the clarity of God's calling love." 
is in this comparison. What it does is this. It consistently clouds, so it consistently clouds the clarity of God's call on your life. It clouds the clarity of his call on your leadership. And, and I cannot tell you this enough, but you are marked for leadership. It's a high calling when you say yes to Jesus, when you say yes to following him. Everywhere you walk in, that's my prayer. That's why God works on earth. Every room you walk in, I pray that you walk in and then the Lord just, you don't have to say anything. But the Lord just sees it and you know, the, the people around you just seeing you, who you are to make something different about you. Something different about her. I don't know what it is, but you know, I kind of find out. It's the Holy Spirit. He's working with you. Let Him work on your heart. Right? So, comparison, be careful about that. It's just so easy to compare ourselves to other people. And honestly, I don't even know. I think we've always struggled with this. I'm in my 20s, so I'm in my 30s now. But I was thinking about it, and I don't think it was just probably until I was in my 30s that I really felt like free from this. And honestly, why did I start having kids? We have three boys, a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a three-year-old. And I don't think there's just a shift in priorities where before I really, and it wasn't a health comparison, I was just, I'm like, oh, look at that, look at that, look at what they're doing. I mean, when I came to We Are One for the first time, hello, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, oh, I was even thinking there, like, man, I was loving it for 11 years. I was a youth pastor 45 minutes away from Pastor Dave. And I'm like, I didn't even know Pastor Dave for 11 years. Like, I missed out. So you should start comparing, right? But what comparison does is it consistently clouds the clarity of God's call on your life, on the influence that He's given you, on the spirit that He wants you in. And if you start comparing, you, you won't get to what God's calling you to do. Right? Stay in that, in that place. So here, I'm going to keep moving. I know i got to keep moving. Number three is this sarcasm. A little different shift on this one. Sarcasm. I have seen this. You've got to be so careful with this. I, I, I feel like I, um, and a lot of people who are close to me now wouldn't know. If you're close to me now in ministry, what? what? I never even heard of being sarcastic. I really, I had a sarcastic spirit. For a long time, and it's not bad. You have to be sarcastic, be witty, and funny, whatever. Right? But this can ruin your leadership. There are a lot of pastors and leaders in our district, Michigan, that I go around to. And I'm just like, I don't want to be around that person. So honestly, I, I go to the room like, oh, it just it just feels good. It feels awful. You know the way that they say it, it's always sarcastic. It's always that have that attitude. And you again, this is heart issues. That as a leader, wherever God takes you in your leadership, you know, your, your job is not to just look ahead, where, 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 just be faithful to right now to Jesus, to your heart, to what He's doing inside you. And as you work on that, wherever it takes you, you've got to watch out for things like this. These are ones you've got to look out for. I love Proverbs 13 3. It says, He who guards his lips guards his lives. But he who speaks rashly will come to ruin. Proverbs 29 20 says this Do you know a man who is hasty and quick with his words? There's more hope for a fool. Than for that person. Hello, online fame. If you heard that one, there's more hope for a fool than, than for that person who's quick with his lips like that. Um, Proverbs 15 4. I love this. Listen to this. Healthy, wholesome tongue is like a tree of life to all of us. You've got to soak in that. A healthy and wholesome tongue is like a tree of life to all of us. Talk about being here when you should be marked. That's the kind of tongue I want. That's the kind of my voice. My voice. I want my nation to carry that voice that everyone who listens and feels like a tree of life. And I'm not talking about in this kind of setting, right? Where it's like, I'm talking about in the setting where we live life together. That's where leadership happens. This is not leadership. Me standing up here speaking to you, 
you know, it's a blessing. I feel honored that they made it past it. This isn't leadership, though. Right? Leadership happens when we go out there and play soccer, we go out there and pray for this, and you go back to school, and you're walking down the hallways, and you see somebody throw a carrot at the principal. But, you know, hear me, right? Some of you like, who are watching this years later, like, carrot at a principal, you have to come to one of the sessions. Go watch Pastor John Russell's session. It was awesome. It was awesome this morning. But, I mean, listen, that, that's where leadership happens at. And we got a card. It's like, all oh, my time will be up. Giving. Okay, going on Number four is this. Hebrews 12 talks about this. And number four is bitterness. Yeah, I see that. And some of these, again, I'm speaking these to some of you, and you're like, I don't, I don't do any of these. That's, that's great. Be on guard. I'm telling you, these are the 10 here. I can say all kinds of different ones, but just being around so many churches and leaders and pastors and, and hanging, these are 10 that I see. These are ones that are like in my eyes, right? That's why I'm saying them to you today. So, so for you to watch your heart today, no matter what kind of leadership you're in and roles and where you're serving at, bitterness is so easy to creep in. Hebrews 12 talks about not letting that bitter root come in and, and pastors get hurt in the ministry. And I, I, there are pastors that are in their 50s and 60s that um, I know it just, and, and it breaks my heart because I know that they, the way that they are is because they were hurt. And just think about that. Like, I'm proud. Please, please think about that with people around you. you know, I'm going silos. I'm running a little bit different places. But listen, so often we're so quick to judge those around us with whatever. But we don't know what's going on in their life. We don't know how they got there. We don't know the pain and the hurt that got on them. All try to be careful and think about that stuff as leaders. And, and this one is key here: is bitterness for you personally. Don't let it creep in. It's easy when somebody else gets the oh. They ask somebody else to sing instead of you. They ask somebody else to fill this role of leadership instead of you. They ask somebody else to be that small group leader. Somebody else to, hey, you know, preach that message. Whatever it is. You know, start letting bitterness or how someone treats you. Start letting bitterness. Someone treat, like the Saul that treats David. Tries to, you know, treat him wrong. It's easy to let David kind of let bitterness sink in his heart. And if he would have, you know what would have happened? When he had that moment in the cave to kill Saul, he probably would have done it. Like, come on, I'm kill him. Done with this. I don't want this in my life. You kill it. But David's like, no. Like the mentioners, I'm going to submit to, but also not. Bitterness creeped in my heart. It's not going to change who I am. Again, I've seen this so often in leaders. Bitter people do this. They justify their bitterness. They become overly critical. They secretly celebrate the misfortunes of others. Be somebody that's like leaving. Students, my third grader, we're going to a new school. Um, we're moving, and now it's online. Some people are like, what? I'm still in my role. Um, but I, Ellie, my wife, if you've seen it, if you're watching this now, I'm sorry. I, this is not the way it's helped the world that we're doing, but we are moving. Um, just to a new, just another city in Michigan. And we're going to, my kids are going to go to school there. And listen, like, so there was this day of the day yesterday where, um, you know, kind of like with the, like the newer kids that are coming to the school next year, got to shadow some of the kids. They went to like a, a campground, just had a fun day. There was a kid there that changed my kid's life forever. His name is Sam. I wasn't even there. My wife came back in tears. Like, you know, my kid, my, my son, my oldest son, Caleb, he's, he's got such a gentle spirit. I don't know if you have people here, like, he's such a gentle spirit. You know, and he just came in and came in very timid and, uh, you know, just scared. He was a third grader, walking with all these people, everyone talking, everyone laughing. That's what I love about this culture that you created here. We are one. Talk about leadership, lead the way in that. Lead the way to your other ministries that are here. Make it a culture that when people walk in, they feel love, they feel value. 
They know that they're important and they matter. This kid Sam in third grade, right? I mean, he made myself feel like a champion. I mean, he's, he, I mean, he's a third grader, eight, nine years old, who's asking he's asking questions and introducing them to people. And my wife was like, I don't know if I've ever seen a nine-year-old act this way. And I guess what I want to say is this, you know, it, it's so easy to celebrate that when I'm talking about bitterness, you know, celebrate the misfortunes of others. But this is something you can do right now. You can start celebrating and celebrate people in your life. Be somebody who speaks life to them. That when you walk around, that you get you're just words of encouragement, words of encouragement, words of affirmation. That's leadership. That's where it happens at. That's the heart of what God wants to create inside of us. Bitterness. When you struggle that with this bitter people write off entire groups of people. It's easy to do. Bitter people struggle to see their own themselves in a mirror. It's very hard to see your bitterness in a mirror. That's why you need people in your life who are going to take you accountable and say, real people in your life that you give it permission. Have you ever given someone permission? When I say give permission, I mean this. Hey, what's your name, bro? Frank. Frank, come on, dude. I never remember the last time. Frank, Frank. I give you permission to speak into my life. And I mean that, Frank. Tell them, have you gone to somebody like that? Not just, yeah, they're my friends, they know. No, like tell them. Like they know because it's so easy to not see bitterness in the mirror. It's easy to not see that. You need people around to do that, right? And how do you kill bitterness? You kill it with forgiveness. Good. That's how you kill bitterness. Yeah, I love Ephesians 4 31 says this get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, you know, along with all that stuff. How do you do it? It says, Giving each other just as Christ Jesus for you. It's how you get rid of bitterness. So if you, you know, like, and, and this is nothing all these things I'm saying to you guys, I'm just gonna be real with you right now. As leaders in this room, every one of you, I'm trying to like find your eyeballs, find your eyeballs alive. But listen, I, this is stuff that's gonna happen to you. You're gonna walk through these things. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna be perfect, never gonna happen. No, these things come up. And then you think, hey, it's gone, and all of a sudden it starts to creep up. You gotta constantly be on guard for your heart. Man, until the hour of grief, the Lord looks at the heart. So let's look at what the Lord is looking at. Let's care about what the Lord cares about, right? Young guard by. Okay, so here's number five. Uh, I'm going to say this one quick, and then I want you guys to do something. So unteachable is number five. Be, be, be somebody that's teachable. Don't be someone that stops learning or stops growing. I pray that when you're 60, 70, 80, that you are somebody that's like, oh, I'm Not done. That for every breath that I have on this earth, I'm going to be teachable. I want God to work in my heart. So here's what I want you to do. Those five, okay, let's just take three minutes. I'll try to go quicker. I will go quicker through the next one. I know some of you guys lose hungry for lunch a little bit. Um, listen, these, these five, I want you to talk to someone next to you, okay? And I want you to have you see this maybe like someone, something that stuck out to you that was said so far in this conversation. Maybe it's one of those words about submitting to spiritual authority, you know, uh, comparison, sarcasm, bitterness, unteachable. Is there one of these that just made you know they, they hit home or that hey you thought about or you're you're just something you're like oh I'm gonna take note of it to make sure it doesn't come out. I don't know but just talk to somebody next to you for a couple minutes okay on one of those five that is something that spoke to you maybe it's a phrase or whatever and it might not even be anything I said but just as you're talking something clicked in your mind right so go ahead and do that right now someone next to you if you're online you can do it as well on Zoom chat. One of those five. I'll say it again. Submitting spiritual authority, comparison, sarcasm, bitterness, and unteachable.
One more minute, two more minutes. If there's somebody else who wants to next to you, you can start sharing. Start sharing. Let's keep jumping. Keep jumping in here. We got about 15 minutes left. I'm gonna jump into the next slide. I guess here's the thing, even what they talked about, I guess we not talked about it there, about the process of it. We, just, we don't think about that sometimes. I love how they broke that down. Honestly, that was a God moment for me in there. It's like, oh yeah. I'm going to tell you, we know the emotions. I love the example of the palms and our palms and all that. It was so good. But again, this is stuff that it's, it's easy to stuff. But process Think about it. Don't reflect on it later. Um, because these are things that will come up, I promise you. In leadership, no matter what level of leadership, and it's not even level like what certain ones that are better than others. It's just whatever leadership influence that God's given you to whatever circle, whatever that means, whoever the, the people are that you are serving, you will find yourself in some of these things. These are part issues that we got to keep in check. So a little bit of first five. Here's the next five. Number six. Um, secrets. Secrets. Um, this is a part issue that you got to keep in check. Got to watch out for. Our hearts and our lives are marked, and we got to be careful with the secrets. You know, you look through the Bible, there's so many characters David, Elijah, Peter, um, you know, all these different characters who just struggled with, with to themselves. They kept secret. They didn't want to have someone, like I said, that I became a role mission to speak in my life. And here's the thing you can lie to it, it's very easy. And that's why I don't keep saying it. Man, it's the outward control, it's the heart. It's very easy to just keep operating in things. And yet, there's secrets in our life. And secrets are not, and here's the thing, they're not like, oh, bad secrets. Keep secret in your life, you don't keep this. There's things that are just normal, like you're like kind of embarrassed. There's shows sometimes that I've watched in life that I'm like, I just don't really tell people because for many reasons, right? I don't want people to know I'm watching that, or there might be a reason I'm kind of embarrassed. So, good, bad shows, whatever. Maybe you've been there, other things like that, right? But here's the thing that is so dangerous. It's just dangerous to keep secrets in your life. You have to hear me on this. Every one of you, I'm so proud of you for even being in here and saying, like, like I know some of you are like, well, I just kind of showed up in here. Well, hey, I think I want to be in here. I think he wants you to know it's time to reach that level of leadership in your life. But here's the thing. I'm so proud of you in this that if you got to get the secrets. I'm proud of you. You do it. Go after it. Let those secrets out. Let people in your life don't hold on to secrets. They are so dangerous. And they don't start as, oh, I was at the party game, dot, 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 dot. In my life, and I don't even want to follow Jesus anymore. That's not how it starts. 
No one wakes up one day and says they want to get drunk. No one wakes up, I mean, you're, you as a follower of Jesus right now, you're not like, oh, one day I just want to, you know, uh, turn away from him. And, no. It starts with secret. It starts with little things. And, and I just, I don't really want to tell myself off. Oh, they may hear it. They, they may, I didn't go to the party and do it. I just went. Or, you know, just keep me secrets. That can be a soul spirit thing. And that's a heart issue. And I'm going to challenge you this. And just because it's a secret doesn't mean it's a sin. You guys got to hear that. Something that you can't stop. It's just secrets. When we keep our lives hiding, you know, right? When we stay in that hiding mode, what happens is it sets us up for future failures. God, be careful. Think about Adam and Eve in the garden. What happened, right? When, when, when they sinned, when they made a mistake, what was their first natural tendency to do? They hid. Like, oh, what were they? Before that, they didn't even know. There was a, they didn't feel shame. They didn't feel guilt. They didn't, all of a sudden, when they did that, the Lord was looking for them. They hid. They felt like that was the safe way to protect. We keep secrets when we feel like that's safe. It keeps us protected. But the truth is, what did Jesus come? He came to shine the light. Jesus, you know, he the word was with God, and he was God, and it was the word, you know, and it was light, and that light was the light of man. The he came to shine light on darkness. So don't let secrets sit in your life too long. Not even a second. You can think right now there's secrets in your life. Listen to me, student, leaders, everyone in this room. If you can think right now, I've been here, and I, I and tell them they start small. Like, you know, like, like I said, the TV show, that's where I was. This was on my arm. This was like a couple years ago. It was a show I was watching, and I realized I'm like, I'm not telling anybody I'm watching the show because I'm embarrassed. I, I, there's probably some inappropriate things that I shouldn't be watching this. Hello, right? And then I'm like, okay, and I had a moment like, I need to talk to some people. So I started telling people, you know, let's not tell anybody. I can't guard my heart. And it starts, and you think it's so small like that. It's just it's such a small thing. But those start multiplying. You find yourself at 40, at 50, and you just, life's totally different. Yeah. Find yourself at 15, at 20. So just guard that. Okay? So, so secrets. Um, I'm going to keep moving here. Number seven is this. Face your own insecurities and jealousy. God, face your own insecurities and jealousy. You have to give permission to those around you to, to go higher than you have to go. Like, be somebody that, that, that celebrates the success of others. I, I started, um, there's another new pastor in our district at, at Whitemore, and he's Kendall. And he, at one of our next day retreats, he talked about these five things every day. Just five things. It's part of his routine. And so I started doing this. And one of my five things is this. I, that I, for me, it's one of my values is celebrate the success of somebody else. I just want to celebrate other people. Like, I want to celebrate. Like, I want to come here and see, like, I mean, just even the leaders that are here. See, you guys walk in and see the call that looks great. Like, celebrate that. Celebrate people. Celebrate others around you. And if there's those that are around you, then I'm like, more gifted or both. I'm like, okay, praise God, let go. Be somebody that pushes others to greatness. Listen to me, leader. Like, every one of us can do that no matter what, where you're at. I mean, if you're that kid I was talking about earlier with my son, Samuel, he made my son feel like a million bucks. He didn't have to do that. He didn't know that he was doing that. But he made my son, and it changed his whole career. My son, he was smiling. My wife, my wife was like, my wife was in tears. I'm telling you, she's like, soon as I, she was in tears before she even got there, because again, she walked in and felt my, felt the, you know, the, just the distance of my son, like, oh, feeling that pressure, that weight. And if you walked into school, you probably know that feeling, right? But, Sammy, my son, but he's here. Change his life. You can do that. 
base your own insecurity. Well, one of the best ways to base your own insecurity and jealousy is just to make that a priority in your life. You're going to celebrate others around you. Rally around. You're going to be the best encourager and support in their life. Right? Real success in ministry and you know, church ministry is not being needed, but being exceeded. And this is another one I've seen in pastors and our leaders. You've got to be careful. It's just so easy to get wrapped up in this. And I'm saying this because you guys look, this is natural. It's not weird. You're not like, if you have feelings like this, you're not like, oh, you're so wrong. You're, you're not normal. This is just normal. This is life. We live in this world, man. We are in sin and we have flesh issues. And this is one of them. It's just easy so that I can look at people and get jealous. Get insecure about who you're called to be, right? What God's called you to do. It's just easy to do that. But if you just let that go and you're not careful in your heart, what happens is it'll ruin your leadership. It'll ruin your influence. And God's marked your leadership. You're different from the world. He's got a plan for you. Every one of you in this room, whether you plan to come to this room, whether you plan to watch this or not, you're here. And I'm telling you, God's got a plan for your leadership. So just know that, okay? Um, I'll keep moving. Number eight is this. Number eight is living open-handed. Oh, open-handed. you got to live this way. This is a hard, hard, hard issue. It's so easy. You know, it's so easy to like when you're given a responsibility, you're given a task, you're given leadership. Because it's got a hold of it. I want to like, oh, it's just because it's so important. You feel value from it. You start to feel that in your life. But listen, live like this. Oh, just take it. Anybody. Just live like this. I've seen lead pastors struggle with this, guys. Struggle with staff members and, it's, and their, their teams and, and team leaders who struggle with this. We're like, oh, but they're like the best person on my team. I can't give them up. Live like this. Oh, just, just be open handed. Like, go. Go where God calls you to go. Do what God calls you all, but they're my best servant in my cafe team. No one makes coffee like they do. Listen, let them know. And when we live open handed, there's room for God to pour back. Right? It's a hard issue. These are hard issues that we're not careful about, especially in church leadership ministry circle. We'll find these that were that, that, um, that come in and creep up in our life. Number nine, I'm, I'm almost done with that. Okay. Number nine is this patience. Oh, this is such a hard issue. Shortcuts in life and shortcuts in ministry. So we, you know, I don't know, this pandemic is so many different things that's happened, but like one of them is like the drive-through lines and and I know, like, every master place in the world is like, help needed, help wanted. And everyone's like, no. I mean, I, you guys are like, I'm not looking forward to a job right now. I don't know. But everyone needs help, right? And then just that idea of, like, shortcuts. You get it quick. You get food quick. You get fast in life. Shortcuts do not work. One, there was a, there was, I don't know why I'm sharing this. It's, it's an embarrassing story. But I was in college. And, I, you know, I've always been kind of like on that border of, like, one of these did, but I was, I, 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 I love playing sports and doing it, but just like the daily grind of working out, I struggled. And and I was up at 2 a.m. because I was a college student, and there was an infomercial on for a sauna. And, and the sauna, all that, and I, and I mean, all these like beautiful models and, and great abs, they're just sitting on the couch watching TV with the sauna. And it was like, look what they have, look what they did. So I'm like, okay. I, I can't wait to tell you guys this, this is so embarrassing. So I'm like, well, I'll buy this song, you know? So here I am, like 21 years old, I bought this song of them. And then, so I came in the mail at school, and here I am, I'm gonna lose five pounds in the first hour, okay? Yeah, because you sweat like that, like foot. Anyways, so I put the song belt on, and all that I have, I got like red birds all over my body. 
Don't miss this heart issue. Because when you just lead and go through the tab and you start assigning people tasks, start going, 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 but you miss what's going on behind the scenes in that person's life, when you stop showing them value, you, you start to lose your influence. That's what happens here. Empathy is so key. Think about it right now. Who do you need to have empathy for? And you can do it. I'm going to keep mentioning it. I don't even think about mentioning it until it just came up because it's real in my life, right? That kid's saying, get empathy for my son. At nine years old, 10 years old, you can do it. At 12 years old, at 13, you can do it. for the people around you. For the kids. I mean, I hate when I walk. I had a room the other day. You guys listen to me. I'm going to close with this. There was, I went, we had a new pastor, kids pastor gathering. They're all in the room. And I hate when, you know, I see, and I look at a table, there's a youth pastor who's new, sitting by themselves. And I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to face it. And I'm looking at it, and I remember looking at some of my youth pastor leaders who've like, been in this ministry for like three years, five years, six years. I'm like, are you kidding me? Come on! How can we not? That is where leadership happens at, you guys. It happens in those small moments that we don't think about. That we want to come sit up with this person. We want to go talk to the the... the I don't want you to talk to Pastor John. I don't mean to say that. We want to go be with that person. We want to be in the palace, but leadership happens when there's a student in your row sitting by themselves. That's where you can see that. That's where you can change someone's life. Maybe you're in this room, and that's how you would change. Right? Have anything, all right? Those are the 10 things. And we got two minutes, all right? So before you close, those are the last five. Talk to someone next to you. Talk to somebody. Um, online, if you're if you're watching that way, but just talk through those next five. The next five are secrets, facing your own insecurities and jealousies, open-handed, patience, and empathy. We're if any of that stuck out, take two minutes right now as we close. Just to tell someone, okay?
yearly Many of these, I think, have already been launched, no matter what context you're in, right? But just be ready for them, all right? Let's keep our hearts clear. So, Lord, I pray right now for each one of our students, each one of our leaders, each one of our classes, everyone in this room, everyone watching and being a part of this, not even watching, but they're being like, participants of this conference online right now, the virtual we are one conference. Lord, I thank you for all of us, no matter what context, no matter where we're at in this world, we were saying thank you for what you're doing. Thank you that you have uh, just given us the, the permission to be a leader. Lord, thank you that, that, that you could have done it. So many different ways you could have decided just to reveal yourself to the world, but you, you revealed yourself in a way that wants to use us to show the world who you are. Thank you for that opportunity. That is leadership, Jesus. May we not miss that. May we not miss the point in all of this that you care about our hearts so much more than what we do, how we, you know, the actions we have on the outside. May the actions that we have in our life be an overflow of what you've done in the inside of our, our heart. And I thank you for each one of these students. May they walk away knowing their leadership is marked and they are a leader. We ask this all in your name. Amen.